This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of 1 John. It's something we need to meditate on. In those moments when we're tempted not to trust him, in those moments when we're tempted to believe, if I completely surrender myself to him, I'm going to be bored. We need to remember that's just not biblical. Just, it's, it's not even logical. He's almighty God. He had a perfect plan for your life, a perfect reason for making you. Pastor Robert teaches us today that God has a perfect plan for our lives. The Lord's plan for us is big, amazing, and beyond what we could ever hope or ask for. Pastor Robert admonishes us to never stop trusting God. When we are fully surrendered to Jesus, He makes beautiful things out of us. Now let's join Pastor Robert with part three of today's message in 1 John chapter two. I think he fell prey to what, to what I'll call primum Romani syndrome. First chapter of Romans, verse 21 says, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. See, I think at some point, King David stopped glorifying God as God. What do I mean? I mean, David stopped acknowledging that he was just a poor nobody from no place, and he began to think of himself as king of Israel. Well, he was king of Israel. Yeah, but see, he needed to remember who put him there. He forgot that this poor nobody was gifted by God, put in a position, prepared to go and face a giant, elevated to that position of notoriety in the kingdom. God put a spotlight on him, set him up, put him in a position. David forgot all that. He got focused on what he wanted. He got focused on his desires and on his rights. After all, he was king. And so one day he sees this beautiful woman and he says, who is that? Bring her to me. No, but she's Uriah's wife. I don't care, bring her to me. I said, bring her to me. And so they did. He set his affections on something, someone other than God. He began focusing on his desires and on his rights. Proverbs 27, 20 tells us, hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied. Think about that statement. It's a powerful statement because you can read it two different ways, right? Hell and destruction are never full in the same way the eyes of man are never satisfied. 
That's accurate. That's legitimate. It, it's, it's a good understanding of the verse, right? In the same way that hell and destruction are never full, the eyes of man are never satisfied. There's always more. I mean, here in South Florida, it doesn't matter what you get, right? It doesn't matter how nice a car you get, there's always a nicer one. You something, they'll pass you on the street. I was driving down Collins Avenue yesterday, and I noticed there's a, a Lexus next to me. And there, the lady, her, her eyes were like saucers, right, looking at the yachts. And at one point, I couldn't help but laugh, because we're stopped at a red light, and I see her, I couldn't hear her, I just see her mouth the words, wow, wow, wow. It's massive. I'm hesitant to call it a boat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Canadian snowbirds. No matter what you have, I mean, they're, they're, they're in, a, in this beautiful car, probably, you know, well off, but not like that. It's like, wow. There's another way to read this verse. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. Hell and destruction are never full. There's always room for one more. Therefore, the eyes of us little humans were never satisfied. You want to destroy yourself? Well, there's always room for one more destroyed life. You want to wreck your family like David did? Well, hell and destruction are never full. There's room. Feel free. You want to destroy your country? You can do that. Hell and destruction are never full. Human nature drives us to focus on what we don't possess, to never be satisfied, which is why the Word of God always reminds us, glorify God as God because he actually knows what you need. He knows what would be good for you. He knows what would be fulfilling, be a blessing. He knows why he made you. You ever think about that? He, he had a reason for making you, not just making this, not just making humanity. No, he had a reason for making you. He had a specific purpose for your life. You could not possibly be more blessed you could not possibly be more fulfilled than by pursuing that. How are you going to know what that is? Well, that's why you need to abide in him, abide in what you've been taught from the beginning. You need to fix your eyes on him because he's the only one who can show you. You know, I was joking around with the second service. You know, you realize there could be something just absolutely amazing happening in a remote village in Thailand tomorrow that you and I know nothing about. I mean, something that we really need to be a part of, right? I mean, just a, the most amazing adventure that we really, really would not want to miss if we knew anything about it. But there's no way we're going to know anything about it. But he knows all about it. Now, and this can sound a little bit absurd until you think about where we're all from. I'm still stunned that I'm here kid from Georgia. I've been all over the world. I never, I didn't have any ambition toward that. I, never, I had no thought of, of visiting the Brazilian seacoast or the Peruvian jungle, Panamanian jungle, all the different places that God has sent me. God actually knows what he's doing. We know that, but it's something we need to meditate on. In those moments when we're tempted 
not to trust him. In those moments when we're tempted to believe, if I completely surrender myself to him, I'm gonna be bored. We need to remember, that's just not biblical. Just, it's, it's not even logical. He's almighty God. He had a perfect plan for your life, a perfect reason for making you, perfect purpose for your being. And you would not be disappointed by it. You need him to reveal it to you. You need him to lead you into it. We, we need to start giving him thanks for all of his patience, all of his goodness, his generosity. Going back to 1 John chapter 2, we're going to wrap it up. Therefore, let that abide in you, which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. Can you see that we're talking about intimacy of relationship? I'm not talking about salvation. David did not lose his salvation. He didn't lose his relationship with God, even though he did this stupid, horrible thing, right? He was a man after God's own heart who got distracted. Some of you are distracted today. David got horribly distracted. And he suffered some really painful consequences for allowing himself to be distracted like that. But he didn't lose the relationship. He lost the intimacy for a period of time. He wrecked his family. He wrecked his country. Let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he's promised us, eternal life. These things I've written to you concerning those who try to deceive you, but the anointing which you've received from him abides in you, and you don't need that anyone should teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and this is, and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him. That when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Can you imagine being David on the day that he died, on the day that he found himself face to face with the Lord, I think he was just unbelievably embarrassed. I would have been. God took him from obscurity, the middle of nowhere, made him king of Israel. And what did he do? Now the good news is, again, God lifted his head, wiped away the tears from his eyes, right? But that's what he says. Abide in him so that you don't need to be ashamed when the time comes. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. The name of our broadcast is our goal for this ministry, to keep the main thing the main thing, Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word. Maybe you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11, and 12.30. Then again at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday nights. For more information, call us at 305-531-2730 or log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Thanks, Tracy. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast to listen to or download. Also, we encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, 
we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of 1 John. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of 1 John and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.